though. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I thought the parts about the uh, the uh, security guy that was with his mom was kind of funny, but we'll get to that. That's that's right away at the beginning, so we'll get to that right away. That was uh, stupid. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Any, anyway, I let's... It was, uh, I thought it was stupid because I, I saw myself and Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've all seen ourselves in that position, I think, at some point. That's why it was funny. Um, all right, let me push the button. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJohansson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U.S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available on the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R A. B R K A I L E J O H A N S E N dot U S. And now it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Hello. He doesn't have energy Hi. to dance, I guess. Hello. He's too much in a hurry. Hello. Um, I haven't been to bed yet. Yeah. But we're in a hurry today because uh, I had troubles and Scott's got stuff to do. All right, so today we're talking about Star Wars Andor Episode 5. The Axe Forgets is the title. Um, which is, I thought that was a weird title. And like you said to me a little bit ago, that whole scene in that whole that area was just kind of, I don't know, uh. stu- stupid or weird. I don't know what it was, but it was kind of weird. But uh, it was. I, I thought it was I pretty good. Having to watch being scolded. <laughs> yeah, we all see that with a uh, that first scene where uh, Cyril is uh, with his mom, and I thought it was, you know, the previous episode. He's he's sitting there eating the cereal, right? Apparently, yeah. he eats this this taco ball cereal with green spirals on it, or whatever. I don't know what those things are, but apparently he eats those every morning, and I, I just thought it was very he's interesting. Yeah, it's just very interesting because his mom basically treats him like a little kid still, right? Like, uh, yeah, you know, our parents did when we were growing up. They never treated us like adults or anything. But anyway, uh, so the, that's where it first starts out in the episode is he's talking with his mother, and she's talking about um, and her name, just so you know, is, is Edie Karn. Um, you know, his name is Cyril Karn, Edie Karn. And she is talking about, uh, Uncle Harlow, who is supposedly going to find, um, Cyril a job. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she, uh, tried to explain the incident herself as much as possible, but she, uh, you know, basically admits that she doesn't understand what the hell happened and why 
her son failed her so much, you know, basically is what we, we, we assume because she doesn't really come out and say it, but she's pretty much berating him the whole time. Right, Scott? Yep. 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 So, uh, Now we go back to uh, the the planet there where uh, our rebels are, and um, somewhere in Aldahani, um, Cassian awakes in his hut to find his weapons are missing. He kind of freaks out. He's like, "What the hell? Who stole my stuff?" You know, he's kind of freaking out, and he finds out that um, you know that uh, big big guy. His name's Arvel Skeen has taken his weapons and searched them um, per request of Vel, you know, the, the female that's in charge. Vel Star- Sartha, her name. Um, and he tells, Skeen tells Clem that he uh, thinks he fled in a hurry and that he uh, stole someone's weapon and, um, you know, whose weapon is this that he stole and, uh, you know, what what's going on and, and all that and, uh, you know, Andor basically says he didn't get the name of the guy who stole the weapon from him, but, you know, implying that he probably killed the killed the guy and, and stole the weapon. Which yeah, we yeah. know in reality, um, uh, Luthen gave it to him, right, on the ship. Yeah. And then um, Skeen talks about his tattoos. He's got a tattoo for um, called Crate Head and By the Hand, which are are two gangs, two big gangs that um, we know about in the Star, Star Wars universe. Um, and Andor knows who, who they are because he's probably, you know, had dealings with them and stuff. Um, I have a feeling that Andor probably li- lived a life on the streets pretty much as a kid, you know, since um, yeah. his, uh, he, he was captured from his planet as a young boy, I guess, right? Um... Anyway, uh, uh, Clem, you know, Andor says that he went to the Sippo Youth Center at age 13, where he spent three years, um, which is supposed to relate to something that, um, you know, this skiing guy is talking about. Um, and that's where we get the, uh, the title name of our episode, because um, uh, skiing says, uh, the axe forgets, but the tree remembers. Which I'm like, uh, what? I think it's supposed to mean that, um, you know, basically the tree tree doesn't forget who chops it. But I, I, I think it also means that um, Skeen doesn't really believe him. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? I don't It just... <clears throat> I agree. I agree with you that it... Uh, Whoever's harmed remembers who harmed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's referring to the the Sippo Youth Center. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then we hear Skeen kind of talking about some of the other members, like um, uh, Karas Nimic is 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 very inexperienced, which is that young kid, but mm-hmm. he's a true believer. And then uh, Sinta Kaz, which is the uh, other female, is stone cold and fearless. And he says, Lieutenant Gorn is the key to the plan. Because Lieutenant Gorn is actually the, uh, he's an Imperial um, that we see during the show here later. We see him um, ordering people around and asks 
and or asks if the lieutenant's leading him into a trap, um, which kind of relates to the question of the week that I came up with. Um, and Skeen turns the question around and says, well, I kind of think that you're the one that's leading us into a trap. Mm-hmm. You're the trap, you know. Um, and then, of course, we go back to Coruscant, and we're in the Mon Mothma residence uh, at breakfast with uh, uh, her husband, Perrin, and their daughter. A grateful child. Yeah, Lita. Lita. Lita is her name, is what it says here. Um, and they made arrangements for the driver, Chloris, to take um, Lita to morning classes. But Lita says that she won't be going to school today. Um, and that a fight uh, from uh, her mother uh, ensues and says, well, there's no way you're going, not going to school. You're, you're going to stick to the plan or go to school. Got an agenda. Um, and, uh, you know, Mon Mothma walks out of the breakfast and, uh, there's a little glance between, uh, Lita and the dad, you know, kind of like, oh, her, you know, the the big old tyrant lady or whatever. She's always got (laughs) to be in control kind of thing. Um, and then we lead back to, um, the planet Aldenani and, uh, this is the scene where uh, Karis and Andor are uh, sitting at, down together, and um, Andor gets uh, some milk, which is some weird milk. There's always weird milk on this show, Star mm-hmm. Wars in general, but um, it says it's a dray, dray milk for breakfast, which not dry, but dray. Um, so yeah. that's some sort of animal, I would guess, but I don't know what that is. Um, and he shows um, Andor this navigational tool. And talks about this tool that is pre-Empire so that the Empire can't track it. Or, you know, it's not oh, oh, you mean created that, by the you Empire. Mean, you, mean, you mean the Kodak camera? Yeah, one of them is a camera. It's the pretty Polaroid, much a... The Polaroid camera. It's a Polaroid, it's a Polaroid camera is one of them. He uses it to take yeah. pictures. And he, he's got a navigational unit and this Polaroid camera looking thing. It's kind of funny that... And he says, this is a... I had to, I had to pause it to say, that's a Polaroid camera. Yeah, he's like, this is, super old, this is super old tech, but it works. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's what caught me with super old tech. I'm like, yeah, the Polaroid camera, dude. Uh, and we hear uh, Skeen, Skeen the, uh, you know, the guy that was arguing with Andor about yeah. saying that Nimic is, accept, is obsessed with ideas and philosophies philosophy um meaning he has a lot of ideas in his head of th- how things are supposed to be but you know he doesn't know what reality what's reality is like um and that uh skeen and klim uh walk away from him because they're not in a chatty mood but uh um Nimic goes on about reconciling technology with freedom um, and then we see a uh, Tamarin, which is the girl that's in charge. Tamarin Barkana is her name. Um, and they all gather in the hut together in a meeting, um, where, uh, and, and Nimic asks Skeen if he trusts Clem. Um, and Skeen replies that he doesn't trust, that he doesn't trust him. And Val and, and Barsona, 
ask Andor about how much weight their escape ship can carry. And then that's when uh, Andor realizes they don't know um, how they're going to get the ship out of the uh, out of the base. Um, they have a plan to get in there and get it, but they don't know how to get it out. Because um, uh, part of the weight, you have to calculate the weight um, for the ship to you know, be able to lift off and, and escape. And um, he he describes a uh, a uh, like a lever that you have to pull to release it. And on that lever is a readout that tells it what the weight is. Mm -hmm. um, so so they'll be able to know from that. And uh, uh, and uh, they talk about the uh, the layout again of the base and. Um, we uh, we go into um, the base where Lieutenant Gorn is, and he's uh, chastising two of the men um, because they're they haven't cleaned up a a hut that's outside of the uh, facility, little hut yeah. that's you know it's got junk on it and it's been painted mm -hmm. and they've been using it for target practice. He said, "He says I need this cleaned up." Yeah. Yeah. We need this thing cleaned up because we're getting a very important person here. We need to clean it all up. Um, and and tells uh, Clem the cover story. Okay. Um, and and we see a scene where uh, Clem is also, uh, you know, Andor is teaching. Um, the crew how to walk or walk like uh, soldiers, and mm -hmm. uh, you know they're they're just walking right now. And he hasn't really. There's a scene later on where he uh, kind of describes what they were doing wrong, but um, right here they're walking, and then we go back to Ferrix, and uh, Andor tells them what they're doing wrong. He does, but he tells them later. He doesn't tell them in this scene. He does tell them later that you know they're. You know, one guy's holding his rifle wrong, the other guy's, you know, not walking spaced right and all this stuff. He tells him that a little bit later. Um, but we go, at this time, we go we go back to Ferrix, and um, we see um, some Imperials cleaning up a mess on the street. And that's supposed to be the mess that happened in the last episode where they blew up the, the little ship or whatever. And... Yeah. Uh, the lieutenant supervisor Belvin watches, and um, he tells Captain Tigo to hurry up and clean up um, and get and get the guests and the furniture out of the hotel and make that the new headquarters oh, on Ferrix. Um, and this is where, yeah, this is weird. And that's where Tigo asks if he can be na named the prefect. Which basically is the one in charge of the entire planet. Basically, he's the he's the ISB boss or whatever you want to call it for that. Nazis. Yeah, and and Bevlin says says I don't care what you what what you want to be called. Um, you can wear a ball gown for all I care. Um, <laughs> just get the just get the headquarters up and running by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And and this is where uh, we go back to the planet again. And this is where uh, Andor kind of tells them about what they're doing wrong with the marching. Um, mm -hmm. He basically says that they're, 
they're marching a little bit wrong, but one of them's holding the blaster wrong because he's left-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the plane then, they, then then they make uh, then what's her what's her name makes him just uh, describe all the weapons that all of them have or something like that. Yeah, who's right-handed, who's got what weapon, yeah. what's um, basically details that he should know with his eyes closed, right? What she thinks she should know, and he rattles them off just like that. Boom, boom, boom. I know exactly yeah. all of them. Um, you know, this guy's right-handed, this guy is left well, I think I think she's just being a smart-ass myself. But, okay, you know, that. That. I think she was also trying to prove that he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, other, that's what I, they that's what I was they don't, they don't trust him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he even says that one guy is right-handed, but he's holding the gun like he's shooting left-handed. Yeah. So he, he knows um, down to that detail, which that's a hard thing to see, um, honestly. Um, and they're reluctant to switch, and that's when, like you said, um, she says that um, has him describe everybody's weapon and their whether they're right-handed or left-handed and all that. And they kind of like, oh, okay, this guy does know what he's talking about. And that's when um, they hear a TIE fighter in the background, way in the back. Um, so they they hide their weapons under, like, I don't know, blankets or something it looks like, right? Yeah. Um, and the uh, TIE fighter... Um, swoops through the valley there really low along the water and it's just you can see the water kind of splashing up as the that's how low the TIE fighter is <laughs> and um, you can see the tension there they're all pretty uh, scared that the TIE fighter is that close um, you know to their camp and stuff like that um, let's see uh, TIE we, fighter was doing a Tom Cruise yeah I was doing a Tom Cruise we see it do that. It, it, we follow the Tie Fighter all the way to the to the base that they're going to, you know, attack, and it flies really low over the top of the uh, the, the dam too. Did you see that the guy was standing there, and yeah. really low. Um, that's where we see Lieutenant Gorn again, and he speaks to a corporal named Kimizzi, um, and he asks about the the landscape that they're going to be. They're going to be redoing the base, and they're going to be tearing up a bunch of the landscape and stuff. And he's not really for that, but you know he's going to do whatever um, you know he needs to do. He doesn't like the idea that it's going to disrupt the locals, but um, you know, business is is business, is what he says. Kind of, um, he tells him to get back to making all his rounds and stop, uh, you know, sitting up there and. Looking at the landscape, get up, get, get back to work. Basically, is what he says. Um, and then we see our crew, and and Cinta uh, is is checking Andor's arm. Um, and Andor uh, gets all upset because Skeen grabs Andor's pouch again. Um, and Skeen's like, "Well, it was in the way. I had to move it." And he says, "Don't touch my stuff." Or and. Uh, don't touch me and don't touch my stuff. Uh, then we go back to um, Coruscant, and this is where we see uh, the Deidre Miro again, the ISB supervisor. And she walks by uh, Bevelin and several aides discussing an upcoming conference. Um, 
and they, they mention um, Farrick and a couple other things going on. Um, and she goes back to her office and her, her assistant, uh, which I think the name says it's Heretic, um, is the uh, is searching ledgers um, and checks the hose on register but does not report any missing objects. Um, the, the, she says the ledgers only show what people, what people want to, they want people to see. So they may not be accurate. Right. Um, and they talk, uh, Miro says, well, you know, I should cut off for the night cause we've been working pretty long hours. And, uh, basically the assistant, uh, convinces her to stay and work on a few more, a uh, few more files work. Right. Um, yeah. And she basically reassures uh, Miro that she's on to something because um, they've been able to take a random pattern and kind of um, decipher it, right? right? They figured out that there's consoles on, on uh, items stolen from Kessel. There's a targeting console on Fondor, uh, Proton Warheads on Jakku. Um, and Star Path unit from Steerguard Naval Yard, which is the one that you know has caused this whole uproar with her. So they stay um, to kind of track it down and get the proof they need. Um, um, and this is to me, this is interesting, Scott, because I think you know why would we even care about this scurril Karn guy that's eating breakfast with his mother, right? Because mm -hmm. To me, that story's already over, but yeah. they keep showing him, and they keep showing her, um, this uh, lieutenant in the ISB, and I have a theory that I think that they're going to get together, and mm -hmm. she's going to um, go talk to him because he was part of the ferret, there. right? And yeah. they're going to get together, and um, he's out for revenge for Andor for ruining his career, right? And she is... I'm looking to take down uh, a group of people who are stealing stuff. And I think we're going to find out that Andor is the one named in every one of those items that were stolen. So I think yeah. in my mind, they're going to get together and uh, try to track him down. And that's probably, so I think the next episode, you know, we're going to blow up the base, blah, 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 do whatever. And then the last three is going to be her and um, Cyril and Andor. Um, you know, he's running from them, basically. I think that's going to happen, but I, I don't know that for sure. I'm just kind of making it up, but I think that's what we're leading to. Um, the next scene, um, they uh, they burn up their, their model that they had uh, there at the yeah. camp of the base, um, which is kind of poetic, right? Because that's what the base is supposed to probably going to look like when they're done. It's going to be on fire like that and stuff. Um, and they they give a toast to the rebellion and uh, pack up and head off on their, their walk uh, to the base for the, you know, the attack in the morning, basically. So they're leaving in the afternoon, getting there at night, and uh, they're going to attack in the morning. And... Uh, and Andor's still uh, weary of relying on the Imperial Lieutenant Gorn. 
Um, and Gorn, she explains Gorn's, uh, why Gorn is on their side. And she talks about how um, he fell in love with a local woman and lost his promotion because of it. And um, that basically took, you know, caused him to lose his, uh, his taste for the Empire, what she says. Um, which, I mean, that's, that's good, but I don't know if that's enough for something like this. I don't, I, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of fishy to me still. Um, then we go back to Coruscant with, uh, Eddie Searle and, and they're talking about Uncle Harlow again. And she says that, um, Harlow thought that police work did not fit her, her him anyway. Um, yeah. and, uh, Searle asks, what the hell does Harlow want me? What kind of field does Harlow want me to pursue? Um, and she says, well, he's, he's going to find the best thing he can for you. Um, and they're counting on Cyril's judgment, or not Cyril, Harlow's judgment um, for Cyril's career plans. And, you know, I think that's kind of where Cyril is like, hey, I, why am I relying on these people to find me a job? Let me just go do my own thing. They don't say that in there, but I think that's kind of what he's thinking. In so, then, so, so I can't remember who had it, but he said that that uh, that uh, he got that policing job himself, or did his uncle get him that job? I, it, I don't think it's ever said. I think it might be implied. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I I think he got him. From what he just said, where Harlow says that he doesn't think um, police, uh, the police job was a good fit for him, mm-hmm. maybe he went out and got it himself. I don't know. And and you know Harlow didn't approve. I don't I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, then we switch back to the base again, where Lieutenant Gorn um, confronts two subordinates about painting the wall. Um, you know, he says, hey, there's an engineer coming today. We need it, everything to look nice and pretty and stuff. Um, and he wants it painted by the end of the day. And uh, this is when the two guys mentioned that um, not very many people are going to be around on the base because they're all going to be watching the festivities, you know, the, the star the star things that happen when the um, boom. Yeah. And so the, he thinks it's it'll be... Uh, the corporal mentions it'll be demoralizing um, for them to um, be made to work when there's something that they could be going out and doing that is, you know, you know fun and whatever. Um, and we see the moment where you were talking about right before we started where uh, the, the gang is, is walking up towards the base at night um, not quite dark yet, and Skeen comes up behind Clem and and holds a knife to his neck and says, don't you move because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he cuts off the uh, necklace that, that Clem's wearing and says, look, he's got this kyber crystal that's a sky kyber crystal. Um, and it's worth $30,000. Why is he here if he's got this, this crystal? He could be wherever he wants to be. Um... And what's he hiding and all this blah, blah, blah stuff. And um, 
and and uh, they they uh, talk about it, and Clem's like, you know, I'm here because I'm a mercenary. Um, you know, I'm I'm here for the money. Um, this is a down payment on on my uh, on my job, basically. Getting paid um, to do it. Getting paid. I don't care about any of you guys. I'm getting paid. Damn it. Um, and that's when uh, some of the crew question Val, and she tells him that uh, that she she didn't really know that he was uh, um, a mercenary either. She was just told that she, she lying. She lying. She knew. Um, and, and they're wondering. They're wondering why they didn't call up the mission. And she says. Um, if we wouldn't have taken Clem in, the mission would have been called off. Yeah. Um, he's the only reason the mission's still going on. And then they said, what's that supposed to mean? It means you guys suck. Yeah. And then they talk about him. Um, you know, they, they look at each other and, and like, one of them's like, you know, are you scared? And the other one's like, well, of course I'm scared. This is a pretty big deal that we're doing here. It's, you know, there's a lot going on here. And there's a very good chance that we're going to die. Um, and then we go back to Coruscant and uh, Senator Mothma and her husband Perrin are in a speeder following their meeting with Gar to feed. Um, which parents says to feed knows more about what Mothma is up to than he does, and he questions her about um some foundation and stuff, and uh, she basically says, "Well, I didn't tell you because I didn't think you would care about it." And um, she, he's like, "Well, why not?" He says, "Because it's charitable," and and you know he's oh, like, yeah. Oh, "Yeah, I wouldn't care about that. A charitable." Foundation. Um, he's more about the money, I guess. And he asks, "What's going to uh, make me money?" Exactly. What's going to make me money? And he asks the driver, which he has to ask uh, her what the name of the driver is because he doesn't know um, yeah. the expressway instead. And then we see a brief scene where Searle's like in his room, you know, Searle, yeah, yeah. and he, he pulls out the. The hologram device that has uh, Andor's uh, head on it. Yeah. He looks at it for a while and he's studying it. That's the scene right there that made me think that he's going to try to get revenge and go after Andor on his own. Yeah. Because why would he? Why would he be still looking at that thing? I mean, he's he's obviously still pissed off about it, right? Maybe he'd become a bounty hunter if he gets Cyril. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, and then our crew is back on the on the planet, and they're um they're walking they're higher up in the hill, walking down towards the base, um, mm -hmm. the, the 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 dam and everything, and uh they uh. They say they need to get a fire going so they can signal uh, Lieutenant Gorn. Um, and one of them has like a, uh, you know, a, a torch um, stick mm -hmm. and, and he's waving it. And Lieutenant Gorn's up there at the top of the, uh, the 
the dam and notices it and, uh, you know, walks away. I thought that was kind of weird that Lieutenant Gorn didn't signal back to him. They just yeah. signaled him and they didn't, he didn't signal back. Um, yeah. And she goes, that's enough. And he kept waving it. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny too. He just kept going and going. I'm like, yeah. down, you're going to get caught. Yeah, uh, I'm going to see you. Exactly. And uh, that's where we get the scene where Skeen tells Clem about his um, brother that lived on um, land and the prefect flooded his brother's land and uh, his brother was in so much despair over it that he put rocks in his coat and jumped in the, in the water and drowned. And that's what's motivated Skeen's hatred for the Empire. Um, that's what his brother was doing. And then Andor asked him what he was growing, and he says, peppers, pepper trees. Um, which I thought was weird, too, because most peppers I've ever seen grow from plants, not trees. But and then there's Star Wars. Star Wars, it can be anything, right? Um, yeah. And he, he says, well, you know, that story is pretty much as close as you're going to get for an apology. And uh, Andor says he accepts the apology. Um, and then Val tells Andor that Timurin is now in charge of the mission and he he wants Andor to tell him that he accepts his leadership um, he won't let uh, Val leave until Andor says that he accepts and Andor does and they get, they get to work and the two uh, ladies go off somewhere and the yeah, final scene I, I don't know. I think they're going to be uh, the distraction would be my guess. I don't know. I, it's really kind of weird that nobody knows what they're doing, but, yeah. but um, then we get what's the her name? Who? What, what's her name? Uh, the Indian type gal. Sinta. She had them, yeah, she had them leather pants on when she was leaving. Yeah, you liked her, huh? <laughs> you got yourself a little hottie there, do you? Mm-hmm. Y'all tech support. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot about our biggest audience. He's so sorry. Namaste. <laughs> yeah, so the final <laughs> we're at the uh, antique shop, right? <laughs> And Luthen is has out, <laughs> Luthen has out a uh, like a transmitter. He's trying to receive you know, any news to see if the uh, you know the plan went through or whatever. Um, and his assistant Kella tells him that he's been waiting for over an hour and he needs to switch it off. You know because yeah. it, it's he's probably never going to hear anything right away, um, knowing the well, imp- he, didn't, he didn't ask the right way. He didn't go back one night. No, I think he's just he's just listening like like it's a radio uh, signal. He's looking for news, basically. It says it's a it's a transmitter trans receiver is what it says in this these notes. But um, and he tells uh, the assistant that he is worried um, because um, you know he he made a couple of mistakes when trying to recruit Andor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you took risks you shouldn't have taken. Um, and, you know, they, they talk about it for a moment and then they mention, uh, the assistant mentions that they have clients tomorrow morning and they need to probably, um, close up the shop for the night. Yeah. So they, so they, uh, close up and everything, but, um, you know, we'll find out in the morning what happened, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to push something here. Are you planning your next trip to Tatooine? Well, come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where our droids will spruce up your wagon. We'll service just about anything from Starfighter Corellian Y-1300 Freighter to a Vespa hovering scooter. If we don't have the part, we can get it. If you qualify for our special program, we'll provide you with any parts our Jawas can get. Well, that's right. Come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where we can store fuel and upgrade your vessel. We're located at Tatooine's Moss Eisley Spaceport. Hangar 35. 35. So, come on down and get your stuff repaired. I'm going to share my screen here, because we're going to talk about feedback in a moment. Yep. See my screen. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that I'm sharing it correctly because I want you to hear sound too. Share sound. There we go. That would have been okay. All right. So we're going to do this. Feedback. Feedback. Yeah, so we want your feedback on this episode, any episode before. Um, you know, talk about how Scott's sticking his finger up his nose or whatever. We want your feedback, right? So I'm sharing my screen here um, for you guys to see because um, I'm going to talk about our website and how you can submit it, feedback to us. So this is our current uh, website view. Um, and over here on the left-hand side, like we always talk about, are links mm -hmm. to questions of the week, social media feedback. Um, down here is how to find us uh, an audio podcast. And then we have a fancy link here for Star Wars Timeline that you can follow. Um, over here in the middle, it, it says RBR Seasons. That is a basically a listing of our podcast based on what, what we're watching and what we've watched. Um, as you can see, Boba Fett, Bad Batch, some of the movies, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and now Andor are all in there. Um, but if you click on feedback, you're going to get this page right here. And it will, uh, it has a little description here. There's an email address. You can always send us email to that address. Um, and it'll uh, come right in and we'll read it on the, the podcast. Um, but down here, we ask you uh, what, what you want to be called by. Um, and we'll kind of make it funny by saying, you know, what's your Jedi or Sith name? Um, and then you put um, whatever your feedback is down here, and this will mm -hmm. let you put in as much as you want, and you submit it here. Um, and we don't collect any data from you when you do that, and it'll send us uh, basically everything you got uh, through uh, a Google Forms format, and we will uh, read that on the, the podcast. If you go to our questions of the week that's over here 
also on the left, which I didn't do that right. What happened? <laughs> Back. You go to our question of the week over here. Um, you get this page here, and it, come, it should come up similar to this. This is uh, our latest question that's not related to this episode, but the previous episode. And you come in and make your choice. Um, will Deidre get the access to the Ferrix files? Make your answer. And down here below, there's comments. You can type in a comment here, and um, you know we'll we'll view these things and look at them. And if there are comments um, about particular questions of the week, we will talk about them on the podcast, right, Scott? <laughs> and then the final Roger way, Dodger, Roger Dodger. The final way is is on our YouTube page where we have the video of these podcasts and you know while you're watching you can scroll down and there's a comment section down here and it even has emojis available for you to put as well wow. so you get a little a little turd pile emoji yeah and, a turd pop oh my god yeah and, and a kiss emoji and you know mm. type in whatever else you want to say and send it to us and we will share it on the podcast, won't we, Scott? Yeah. So, so those are the uh, basically the three or so easy ways, four ways to send us feedback. Um, you got girlfriend in Vietnam? <laughs> no. <laughs> Me so horny. Me love you. Love time. Long time. All right. So that was that. And uh, the uh, question of the week, Scott. So I picked the question of the week to be, um, uh, crap, what did I put? I sent it to you too. Um, <laughs> is Lieutenant Gorn setting a trap for our rebels? That's what I put as the question of the week. So that lieutenant in the uh, base, is he setting up a trap? I don't think so. I think he wants out. Yeah, you think he wants out. So he, you you think that this uh, mission is going to be successful, basically. There'll probably yeah, be a I couple do. people. There'll probably be a couple people to die, right? But uh, they're going to. They're going to. Yeah, they're going to steal the, the payroll or at least maybe, let's say, burn it up or something by mistake. They're going to get the payroll away from the Empire and uh, cause all kinds of havoc, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to fly over a big city and they're going to open up the bay doors and just drop it. And it's going to be a free for all. <laughs> it would be funny if they did that. I think they should do that. I think they should. That's good. So, any, anything else you wanted to bring up about the uh, episode, Scott? No, that's pretty cool. I wish they would have just gone ahead and. You had some action. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, okay. It's boring. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Well, see, I read more about from, from I read the first scene from from the first scene. It was like, oh, more berating by mommy to to son. Yeah. yeah. All right. I lived this. I don't need that. Yeah, I didn't want to see that either. <laughs> I read more about this because um, there's a lot of people online that think because of the way they structured the whole uh, show, meaning mm-hmm. there are three episodes that are basically the, the same subject, and then there's mm-hmm. three more, and then there's three more, 
they think that they should have released all three at the same time. So one through three, they did that. They mm-hmm. think that four, five, and six yeah. should have all been released and, and maybe not even chopped up. Maybe it's just yeah. one long episode. I saw that. I saw that on a, on a guy that, that I could, I consult on Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Besides you. You have a consultant, huh? <laughs> just kidding. Um, oh, oh, bald one. Oh. I uh I I uh found it on Twitter. I saw that too, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" And I almost agree. I think that uh, they shouldn't have even broken them up into individual episodes. It should be um, one through three should all be one episode, and and no, you know, basically a, a an hour and a half movie or something yeah. like that, or like, instead like, of uh, like, like two special events before the. Big dramatic blowing shit up. Yeah. Um, so the next episode, we think that they're gonna possibly attack the base, right? And I hope. And then, so. Yeah. Let's hope it's not another one where they're just preparing. That'd be awful. Um. Or more breakfast talk with. Yeah. With mom. Could yeah. be. Um. Got so it. so that's episode six, and then we've got um. There's 12 episodes, so then we've got um, 8, 9, and 10, which should go together, right? And I think all of those build up to 11 and 12, which is the final season finale. 11 and 12 are are a two-parter, basically, episode. Um, So we hope that uh, that's the way it ends, right? I hope there's a big blow-up. Yeah. I think the, what, else, what else could they do with that cat? What else could they do with that that payload of cash, though? That thing could be slow as hell. It could be. They're going, he should take a be, tie fighter. He should steal a tie heady. barge. He should steal a tie fighter and have somebody else drive the barge. <laughs> that would they be could. great. Yeah, but the tie fighters and don't have very much. And or the tie fighter. Woo. Yeah. Well. Tie fighters don't have very much space in them. Basically, for the space, I said for the prote- for protection. Yeah, well, maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe that we see that. I don't know. Maybe they do. Um, dun Yeah. The reservoir tip. Yeah. Or, or escape pod. But you saw what they were loading that with. Those like they're like, weren't they like keg containers or something? Yeah, something like that. Little uh, ten or what? Hundred gallon drums or something like that. Yeah. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. It's it's going to be uh, interesting and and. Um, you know, I think this is it. We saw the the. So who's the VIP? That's going to show up. Yeah, I I saw something about that, and I don't know if it's true. Um, but it's a uh, so so it's an engineer. We know it's an engineer. Um, 
and we know that um, this this planet is close to um, the same system that the Death Star is being built in. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite the same system, but it's close. So, so, so I think that this base is developing parts for the Death Star. Uh, not all uh, the not, not all the parts, but maybe they specialize in a in a few parts, right? Yeah. So they're building like let's say they uh, they're building the tile floor on the that people walk on. So they're yeah, that's all they do. So I think this engineer is an engineer for the Death Star um, that's maybe in charge or close to higher up in mm-hmm. the Death Star. It's going to come and inspect the products that they're producing. Um. Who knows? I, I saw the guy's name, but I don't remember it anymore. And it's it's a it's some guy you should remember from, um, I think it's Revenge of the Sith or one of those uh, movies where we see a couple of those engineers and stuff like that that are related to it. You know, when Darth Vader's talking about how the 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 Death Star is behind or whatever, and the Emperor's mm-hmm. going to come and visit. Mm-hmm. Um. It's one of those guys that Darth Vader's talking to right there that, that's supposedly the engineer. Um, it's supposed to come. All right, so you want me to end it? Are we done? Yeah. Well, it's a short episode then. Let's push this button here. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash rabrkyledrickinson.us. That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-n dot u-s. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Bridging Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Bridging Room website at rabr.kailejohnsen.us. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. No, no, no. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle Jordan Hansen, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Mm. Goodbye. We're out of here. See ya.